Yo, what's going on, guys, man? It's Big Trill, and you are now listening to the Thank God for Growth podcast, hosted by me and nobody else. Thank you for listening. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been having this idea for about the last three years, to be honest with you. Not, Not about Thank God for Growth podcast, but just in general about doing one. And to just be quite honest, um, it's been a pleasure, you know, just meeting people and just talking to people, you know. Like, I didn't even know, like, you know, me as a person was, like, such a help to people. And this is so crazy because, like, people really, like, come to me for that, you know. And this is so crazy to me for me to even hear this because just a few years ago, you know, I was just a guy angry at the world, upset at everything, just things like that. Like, and, and, it, and it's just so crazy, like, to see people now, you know, look at me as a, as a wise, you know, as I just heard it, a, a healer, you know, it's just, it's just so crazy. Like, the things that happen, you know, when you just let go and let God. And I don't want this to make I don't want this to be a, like a spiritual, you know, deep thing or anything, but whatever you believe in, you know, once you just let God and let go and let God, you know, do the things that you want him to do or the things, you know, if you want the universe to do like you know, you got to just start being able to control what you can control. You know, like I said, like I was a, a pretty angry guy, you know. Like I, I didn't show it on the exterior, but I was angry a lot. Like it's just things that were were going on that I couldn't control that I wanted to control. Like, you know, my family being in poverty, you know, not having our lights on, not having you know the water on, not having the hot water on, having to go to the store and buy water, put it on the stove allow it to heat up, you know, and then go put it in the tub. Like, you know, some of my other people, some of my people will know, you know, how that feel. You know, not knowing, like, my path in life. You know, you know, every teenager has those years where they feel like they don't know what they want to do, you know. And I thought football was, like, the thing for me, you know. And I just thought that I was, like, God's gift, you know, in the sport of football. Like, like I really took it seriously or what I thought was serious until I got to college and I didn't, you know, and I saw everybody was pretty much like me, but the one thing that was different from them and me was their mindset. And to be honest, like, I didn't even know, like, what it was to have, you know, that mindset. Like, I always loved football, and I was always great. You know, I always had the talent, but I was about 70% with the hard work, you know? And I never really took the time to put in that hard work, you feel me, to just be great. Like, I was always good, but to put the time in to be great, yeah, I never did that. I don't know why I didn't do that. You know, we had a, I had a personal trainer and everything. Nobody even, nobody I knew had a personal trainer, and my mom hired a personal trainer. Shout out to Mom Dukes, man. <laughs> but 
But yeah, man, like we hired a personal trainer, you know, we was doing X, Y, and Z, you know, I was doing that as after football practice sometimes on the weekends, you know, at, like the day after a football game, I'd be back with my personal trainer, you know, and even then I would give him 80%, you know, I would, I would give him 70%. Like, I, I, I don't know why, like, I just thought I was just like that. I thought I was that good. I thought, you know, I'm that guy, you feel me? And I didn't realize, like, till I got to college, like, nah, man, you're not that. But, you know, I digress. But I was just upset, you know, that I didn't have the money to stay in college, you know, when I was there, you feel me? And one incident, I'll say that, I'll, I'll say this, one incident, like, changed everything about me. One incident changed, like, my whole life. And it wasn't even then. It was the situation then. So one day in college, you know, playing football, um, I couldn't suit up for the first couple of weeks of practice because we didn't have the financial aid for me to play yet. So they didn't, they didn't want me to play and my financial aid not be secured. So, you know, I was already kind of, like, upset then. I was even more angry at the world even more angry, you know, that we couldn't do this. You know, I'm here where I felt like I was supposed to be, but I don't have the money to play, you know. And, you know, so, like, my first – my I think my first or second day, maybe it might have been the third or fourth, I can't remember, you know, I'm out of shape. Like, I haven't done anything because I couldn't suit up. Out of shape, you know, or whatever. We get, you know, into – full pads or whatever, the day I'm able to play or the fourth day I'm able to play. And to people who know this, you know, when I was in high school, one of the plays that I feel like uh, I'm most known for was, you know, being a D-lineman, I got a pick on a screenplay, you know. So we in college, you know, everybody runs, you know, um, everybody runs screen passing. So... I'm playing, you know, we're going through practice. You know, it's time for, you know, uh, offense versus defense. So, play starts. I automatically notice it's a screenplay. Automatically know it's a screenplay. Pick it up. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm about to do the same thing I did in high school. Easy peasy. So, I felt the lineman, you know, get off of me or whatever. And... I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm in the backfield now. Like I'm it's free game. Like I can go either tackle the quarterback or do what I did, you know, make sure I had I had my head on the swivel, you know, or at least I thought I did, and locate the running back, see where they're going. I didn't have my head on the swivel and I got smacked by I can't remember who. <laughs> I was laid out for I don't even know how long. I Open my eyes, and everybody's down the field. <laughs> everybody's down the field, and, you know, lo and behold, I don't know what's going on. I missed I don't know how many seconds. I still can't remember what happened when my eyes was closed. All I can remember is opening my eyes and, every, and nobody being around me at all, <laughs> not even the trainer. I don't know if I was down for five seconds, ten seconds, or a minute. I don't know how long I was down. But – Long story short, you know, I had a concussion, which you probably can already guess by now. Had a concussion, and oh my goodness, I never had a concussion this bad. Like, I usually play through my concussions. 
because you know I'm a lineman. We get those all the time. So I'm uh, you feel me? Trying to trying to get over this concussion, and every single day was worse. Like I had the worst headaches, like that I ever had. Every day I, I was sensitive to light. I couldn't look into the light. I couldn't. I could barely keep my eyes open during class. Like all I could do is keep my head down. You know, yeah, I eventually got over the you know the sensitivity to light, but I still couldn't get past the headaches. And everybody who plays football or basketball, any sport knows. You can't go back and suit back up until you stop having headaches. So I remember I tried to finesse my way into getting back in, and the, and the trainer was like, hey, if you lie to me and you go back and get another concussion, you're going to be out another week. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, the concussion lasted longer than I could have ever thought. You know, and then me and my coach had got into an argument. Whole time, now listen, whole time, long live our coach, man. Long live Quentin Moses. Long live QMO. I love that guy. He was real cool. You know, long, whole whole time he was playing. He wasn't even for real. He didn't really even care like about the argument. You know, he just wanted to see if I really cared about playing football. You know, and me, you know, being this angry young nigga, you know, I was more. I was. I was just upset. I was from a real life swing on the dude. You know, and I had no reason to swing on him. He was like he, like all he wanted to do was you know take me out of my comfort zone, you know, and for me to be un uncomfortable and be comfortable being uncomfortable, you know. And I didn't know that at the time. You feel me? And I never apologized to him about that. You know, I later quit the team because I just. I didn't play forever, and I just knew I wasn't going to play. I'm going to be honest with you. I never quit anything in my life, but I quit the team. And, yeah, I went on about my life, you know. Left that school and enrolled somewhere else after, you know, a brief period of time where I didn't know what I wanted to do. You feel me? Where I, where I wanted to work or go to school. And if you know me, that's when I came, you know, and got the idea of starting to produce. But that's another episode. But... I never apologized. Crazy thing is, in 2016, he passed away. And I never apologized to him. Another crazy thing is, the whole time, I wanted to apologize. But I never called him. I never texted him or anything. So I wasted, my, I, I wasted precious time, you know, holding on to the grudge and holding on to how I felt instead of calling him and saying, yo, hey, man, I don't even know why I wanted to hit you that day, man. It's, I was being petty, you know. I was being young and stupid. I know I'm still young now, but, you know, I was 18, 19. You know, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to let him know, like, yo, I didn't, even, I didn't even, like, really want to do that. And he didn't even care about it. All he wanted to do is just get me out of my comfort zone. And once he passed away, I realized, like, how short life is, like, and, like, never to hold back anything, you know. From that moment on, like, I stopped even being angry. Like, not as a whole, but, you know, letting things upset me that shouldn't upset me. Like, letting little small things 
I stopped letting little small things like get to me, you know, and I just really started letting go and just moving past them and just seeing the positivity and everything, you know, and I always tried to do that, but like it was always under the surface, you know. I tried to be positive on the outside, you know, but I was always angry for real. You know, I, I really didn't care about much. All I wanted to do was be me. You know, all I really cared about was me. I was pretty selfish, manipulative, you know, and I never really took the time to address those things. And once he passed and I realized, like, I shouldn't even let things get to me like that, that's when I changed, like, everything. I was like, no, nah. I got to, I got to, I got to do this. I got to take the time to understand why I let things get to me. Why do, why do I not like male figures telling me what to do? Why do I not feel like I can, you know, receive information or advice from these male figures, you know, and anybody who also knows me, for those who don't, you know, I never really had the greatest relationship with my father. You know, and I'm not going to just say that it was all him, you know, but, you know, that's what all, that's another thing that stemmed into it, you know. And since then, me and him have developed a relationship, you know, and it's been better, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm happy that it's, been, it's gotten that way. But, yeah, like, from then on, I, I just started making sure to be authentic, be positive, always see the positivity in things, you know, always making sure that, no matter what, that I'm going to be, you know, happy. I'm not going to be angry anymore. You know, I'm, I'm going to try my best to not let things get me upset or not let things bring me out of my character. And even if it does, to revert back and to not let it take me to a place that I don't want it to take me. And I'm I'm ultimately happy. I'm still I'm, I still kind of feel to this day like I really wish I would apologize to him. And to some people that might not even seem like a big deal, but for me, like it really changed everything about me, you know. And from then on, people on campus can tell you like it wasn't like a 360 or anything or a 180, excuse me. It was just I tried to make sure that I brought the the most positivity out of everybody I met. Like, I wanted to, and this is one thing that I'm, I still live by to this day. I'm gonna spread positivity and happiness one person at a time. Like, if I if 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 I know you or if I even don't know you, and I just see you looking like you're just having a a bad day, like I'm gonna do something, make you laugh, you know, talk to you, something. But like, I'm not gonna just you know walk by a person who's obviously hurting or even if you're not showing that you're hurting you know and we just have a casual conversation you know I'm gonna try my best to to bring you know out the happiness in you you know to make you feel like somebody cares you know or to just make you smile you know just something like that something as simple as a smile you know you know like a smile could really change somebody's day and I know that now you know 
I always had dimples, so I always like smiling because people like dimples, you know. So that's not that's a, that's a given for me. But like I never really understood the power of smiling, you know, the power of laughing, the power of the, these human emotions that can change a person's day from down to up, you know, from sad to happy. You feel me? And I'd rather spread positivity and happiness than spread any kind of other emotion or feeling. You know, and that's just me. Like, I'm going to make sure that if I'm having a conversation with somebody who cares, you know, I'm going to try to make sure that they that they leave with something, you know, and, and not just small talk. You feel me? And that's just who I am. You know, and I just basically wanted to do this. Like, I haven't even done this before. I literally just hit the mic, hit the record button and started talking to the mic. But this is like, that's, I just wanted to give you guys, uh, you know, introduction to who I am, you know, how I even got to this space, how I even got to this headspace, you know, and I just wanted to talk, you know, and just lay it all out there of who I am, you know. And this whole, the, the, the whole idea of the phrase, thank God for growth, started with me spreading positivity one person at a time. You know, it started with me becoming a happier person instead of an angry person. You know, it started, you know, probably a long time ago once when I was, you know, growing up in church. But these things started only a couple of years ago. And to keep on going with the story, personally, the last two two years since 2019, I'm not going to lie. My life has been amazing. I'm not super successful at anything, but I'm really happy about the trajectory of my life and where my life is headed, you know, the forward motion of my life, you know, and I'm just happy. One of those things, one of the things that came from that is me letting go and letting God. My birthday in 2018, this is a short story. My birthday in 2018, I said, for the year 2019 and the future, this is my prayer. I wanted to stop trying to control everything. You know, as people, we, we forget that we try to control a lot of things, you know, and we don't really recognize that we're trying to control them. So, one day, you know, one day I just decided, I was like, you know, like, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop trying to be 100, 100% in control of everything, and I'm going to just start giving it to God. Like I said, this is not like a, I'm not preaching a sermon or anything, but this is just me, you know, and whatever I can do to help someone else out, I'm going to do that. That's the person I am, you know, and... Once I started letting go and letting God, I literally said that, you know, in January 1st, I started doing that, putting into the motion, you know, started letting go and letting God. Like, I just had a conversation with someone today, and, you know, I was telling them about my journey of how I even got to this place right now and, like, this headspace that I'm in right now. And I was telling them, um, like, I didn't know when I was going to graduate college, that's a thing that I couldn't control. I couldn't control when I was going to graduate, but the thing that I could control was that I'm going to graduate. 
you know, college. And the whole idea started when I didn't know, I didn't know if I was going to have money for summer school. You know, I'm not, I don't come from an affluent family, you know. Everything, every single thing I have in my life came from out the mud, for real, for real. Like, it really came from me working as hard as I could. But I didn't know. I wanted to control everything. And I didn't know when I was going to graduate. But I knew that I can control graduating. I can control passing these classes. I can control getting A's and B's and C's, you know. I knew that, you know, if, if a class was super hard, I could shoot for a C, you know. I could at least try my hardest to get a C instead of not caring at all and getting a D or an F. I'm not, I haven't been an F guy my entire life. I don't like failing. I don't like losing. I'm a pretty competitive guy. I don't like losing at anything, you know, and I knew that I could pass these classes. I know I can graduate, but I don't know when I'm going to graduate. That's when I let go and let God have the when I'm a graduate thing. When I let go and let God, ooh, I got the money. <laughs> you know, I had the faith, you know, that I was going to graduate in 2019. I said I was going to graduate in 2019, but I didn't know if it was going to be pushed back to spring of 2020. But, you know, I had the faith that it was just going to work out. So I let go and let God. Somehow I got the money for summer school. I saved up some of it. You know, I didn't even know how much it was until they gave me that invoice of how much school was going to cost. I had to actually put put the, uh, the the cost of classes into a calculator, you know, and see how much I had to save. And I wasn't making that much working on campus. And just my family got it up, and I was able to take them summer school classes and graduate in the fall of 2019. You know, and that's just one of the battles that I had to let go and let God have, you know. And even, like, when I graduated college, everybody knows this. Like, everybody knows the struggle of graduating college and finding a job. It's not easy. People that say, oh, you could just apply right now while you're in school. Yeah, that works for some people. But most people, we have to wait. We have to really put in 50 applications until we get that one interview, you know, to get that job. That one job after, for me personally, about 30-something applications I put in, maybe even 40. Like, I thought I was going to have a job straight out of college because I was talking to someone, you know, who was selling me a dream, basically, that I was going to make. I was going to come out of college making about 65K a year. But, you know, a lady was selling me a dream that she had my back, you know, and we were going to be good. And I'm I'm thankful to her for even having me, you know, like working and researching things and trying to figure out, you know, what she was doing, what the job called for, you know. And I have those skills now, you know, from just learning that stuff and putting it into practice. But ultimately, I didn't get the job. So I had to, you know, really get on my toes because I'm couch surfing for real, you know. I'm couch surfing like I'm not going to reveal my living situation, but I was couch surfing. You know, I didn't have I didn't have a bed. I was and to be quite frank, I was waiting on the day to graduate. But I also knew, like, once I graduate, I won't have a bed anymore. 
I want to have a couch or or a floor once I go back home. You know, the dream is over. You got the you got the degree, but the dream is over. There's no more bed. You got to figure out where you're gonna live at. You're gonna well, not even where you're gonna live at. You're gonna figure out. You're gonna have to figure out what's gonna go on the next few months so you can have somewhere to live. You know, and that's another one. That was one of my battles. You know, like finding a job. Once I found a job, you know, I, well, not found a job, I got the job. I was working and working and working. And if you notice, I haven't even said anything about producing yet. But I was just trying to make sure that I got, I had the finances. Of course I was making music, but I had to make sure I had the finances to move on to the next chapter of my life. And to be honest, like, it was very unknown. But once you let go and let God, you know, take care of the things that you can't control, it's, it's really, I'm going to say it's easy, but things happen. You know, when you have that faith that things are going to happen and you just let go and let God take care of it, or like I said earlier, let go and let the universe take care of it, it's going to happen. When, you, when you're moving and you're going in a forward motion and you keep going with the person that you are and this, the, the morals and values that you have, you know, that you carry each and every day, things are bound to happen. Positive energy always comes back to positive energy, you know, and that's, what I, that's one thing I keep learning each and every day, each and every week, each and every month, and each and every year. I learn more and more that the more positive energy you put out, the more you're going to get back. People say, you know, when you're a positive, you're a good person. Some things don't happen, but they do happen. I promise you. They do happen. You just got to believe they're going to happen. Because if you don't believe that thing that you're asking for, that thing that you're waiting to receive is not going to come. There is no, you know, no body that's going to help you. But I promise you, when you believe that that car you want or that you're going to get that job or, you know, that... um, Whatever you're waiting on, that business you want to start, and you want it to be flourishing, I promise you, it's going to happen. And I'm not speaking on these things, you know, saying it like I'm just some successful person, but I'm speaking from the instance of even in my own life, like the things that I want to happen are slowly but surely coming to fruition. And I want that same energy to happen to you, you know. Stop trying to control everything because you can't control everything. You can only control what you can control. So all you have to do is do what you can do. The things you cannot control, stop trying to control them. Let it go. Believe it's going to happen. Let go and let God do it for you. Let go and let the universe do it for you. Let go and let Allah do it for you. But regardless, do what you, do what you can do. Control what you can control. You can control, you know, your financial situation for the most part, you know. If you're even, if you're an entrepreneur like myself, it's a million ways to get money. You don't have to go to the streets. You don't got to do anything that's, that's negative. You know, I'm not speaking on anybody's situation. But what you can do is control what you can control. You can control the type of person you are. You can control the situations you, you, you put yourself into. You can control these type of things, and you can allow them to manifest, you know. You, you don't have to control everything, but you can allow these little small 
steps to manifest into the things that you want to happen in your life. And that's really all I wanted to bring to you guys today. Um, this whole podcast today, this whole episode today, was just just so I can, you know, give give you guys an introduction to who I am, where I come from, and the, just the ideas and morals that I have. So, I thank you for listening, and you feel me. If you know me, if you don't know me, you know you can always hit me up on Instagram at thank God the number four growth. Or you can hit me in my regular Instagram, the Trillmatic. That's T R I L L M A T I C, the number one. You can hit me up on there, man, and just let me know what's going on with you, man. If you need some advice, I'll do my best to give you that advice, you know, and I'll just try to, you know, help you see that you can do whatever you want to do. All you got to do is stop trying to control everything, you know. And understand how short life is and how you can make an impact into whoever life you want to impact. You don't have to be like me and want to change the world. But what you can do is be yourself and change the people around you. That's all I want to say, man. I thank y'all for listening. And thank God for growing.